Let's go! Cool kids step to the front. Cool kids. Too sweet sign for the click. Bitch, you don't work Gotta there. Gotta get the people what they want. Oh, Gotta get ready, can't quit. Yeah, I'm up next. I'm what? Prince. What? Uh, what? Been the we cut the heads off a snake. You're gonna be single for the rest of your life. I ain't giving no chance like this. Brought Lesnar on the beach. Look at the heat. Look at the heat. Whole new swag with a price on the tag. Coming live from the west to the east. Better recognize on the matches. Watch that. See the power level got to increase. I get no bitches. I'm a hoe. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baby mamas, baby daddies, non-binary pals, and everybody in between, welcome back to the virtual Unleashed table where you're the voice that does the most Gresh brings you the Gresh Unleashed podcast. And joining me for the very, very first time is fellow content creator, Ango. What's good with you, brother? What up, player? Thank you for having me. About damn hey, time, you, by the way. About uh, damn time. <laughs> hey, man. Like, you're not the only, like, I've, it's so many people I want to get on in these interviews because people be thinking, it, I'm, I'm just going to try to keep it exclusive to Russell. Like, no, I want content creators, people who do what I do or who who just literally, who got stuff they want to promote. Like, yo, I'm, I don't have a million listeners yet. All y'all got to do is share it. But it's like, yo, I need to have everybody on here so I can just have this conversation, just, just vibe and let people know that I ain't. Because people assume when I'm on Twitter, they be thinking I'm like, I don't know how they perceive me, but I'm like, yo, just just tweet me. Just don't tweet me think pieces or nonsense, then, then we good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why whenever me and you have like exchanges, it'd be so cordial because I'm like, I know his opinion isn't uh, biased or anything. Yeah. I know he's not a he's not a stand because I'm pretty sure I have a few stand accounts following me. I'll be like, no comment. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Get, can I swear on here? Yes. Yes. Right, cool. Every, yeah. Everybody who asks this question, they be like, can I swear? Like, hey, bro, yeah. it's unleashed for a reason. Like, yeah. it, it for promotion purposes, I'll probably censor it from time to time. But cool. in general, we we swear on here. Like, I'm pretty sure the the podcast before we recorded this. I probably have a few fucks on yeah. on 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 foul. <laughs> that, that's all I needed to hear because fuck the stan accounts, fuck that shit. That is the worst part of Twitter. I'm honestly telling you, like that is the worst part of Twitter. It's so nasty to for see no that reason. people for no reason at all, maybe for a little bit of engagement or whatever it is. But I think that shit is killing wrestling. It's killing everything, honestly. It's just, it's not even just wrestling. It's, it's, it's regardless uh, of the community. Game of dude. Thrones. Cause I don't know if yeah. you watch, I know you watch Game of Thrones. Hell yeah. So they have stand accounts too. And I'll be like, oh, y'all here too? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, dude, you know, it's, it's pretty bad too. When you, when you log on to Twitter and you're involved in wrestling, you're like, oh, okay, like stand accounts, you kind of learn how to deal with it or whatever. But I think the worst, believe it or not, I always thought originally the worst was wrestling until I got into NBA Twitter. That shit is just like, yeah, let me just scoot on out of here real quick. Make sure nobody knows. Let me go to golf Twitter right quick. (laughs) I I can only imagine fucking their stand accounts too, bro. (laughs) Right. No, because I'm pretty sure you probably saw it already. Triple H uh, said some things about AEW. Uh, They they beat their developmental system. And I was like, the amount of think pieces that we're probably going to get. Let me go to golf Twitter right quick. Cause I'm pretty sure they're going to talk about shit. I don't care about, but at least it ain't, at least it ain't AEW and WWE. Like, Oh, nah, it's hurt. They got, they got this new organization. I haven't seen too much, but it's called live golf. And this company, I don't know who it's backed by or what they're doing, but they're throwing out like crazy money. I don't watch golf, 
but they're throwing out crazy money for some of the top golfers, dude. Like we're talking like hundred, two hundred million dollars. And now, sure enough, it's PGA Tour versus Live Golf. It's like the new AEW WWE thing. So yeah, go- golf Twitter. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that, dude. I ain't. Yeah. It's, I pretty much put it this way: if you are into any type of sports, yeah, avoid 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 what cody say avoid 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 yeah. avoid stands as much as possible it's probably one that i probably had a conversation with that was cordial but that's one out of a thousand just yeah just avoid them at all costs yeah. but um for those who don't know or aren't familiar with your work uh yeah. who is anger yeah man um it's always like hard to answer that right because to me yeah. i'm just a normal dude that like makes content but yeah, I'm a content creator on YouTube and, you know, all these other platforms, social media. Uh, I pretty much just talk about wrestling, dude. I, I love it. I just talk about wrestling. I give my opinion. I try to be as non-biased as possible. Um, I got some I got some time in the game. I've been doing it since like 2008. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, so I've been I've been on the platform for a long ass time. Different types of content, different types of channels. But uh, now I can officially say like I'm a full time wrestling analyst i don't know it, it sounds cool when you say it that way but it's funny how you said 2008 because i yeah. remember because you started two years before me because i started doing i think i started doing vlogs and stuff yeah you like i tell people for those who long long-term listeners of me they will never see that footage again that that, <laughs> that footage will not see the light of day again it's, it's private it's literally for me to see like if you saw when it happened congratulations you saw bullshit (laughs) but it's like and i just really started taking it serious until maybe 2016 17 and that was because i was like hmm i think because i saw saw creators like chris smooth and chris and chris denker uh who was actually on the podcast so it was like when i saw them i was like maybe i can take this shit serious but then you know money at the time was like But now that I have money and more and, and ways to make money, I'm like, okay, this might this might work. I'm still a part-time content creator yeah. because bills for sure are a thing. But the moment uh, one of my YouTube videos blow up to the point where I could just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm about to go, I'm about to go full-time on YouTube. Hey, going balls to the wall. But for now, I'm I'm part-time. But I like how you mentioned you're a full-time wrestling analyst. What made you take that chance and just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm about to do it. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that I've done it for so long, because honestly, like I've been on YouTube before monetization was a thing. And then I've right. been on YouTube when monetization was a thing. And then um, I kind of just seen like as time went on, dude, honestly, and, and, and this might sound crazy to most people, but I saw as time went on, like it still never hit its ceiling. Like everybody talks about streaming and YouTube. Oh, it's so big. It's so saturated. I feel like we're not even a quarter of the way there. I, I think that like this is still an untapped market. And I remember, um, you know, one year it was like 2018, 2019, I paid for an office downtown and I was chilling, bro. Like it, it was sick. I also make music. I do other stuff. I just kind of wanted my own little, my own little office, get work done, hang out, bullshit, watch pay-per-views with friends, pizza parties, whatever. And uh, I remember I was just doing like YouTube part-time and that was kind of like my first taste of like, okay, I'm taking it serious now. And then uh, I remember dude, like looking back, it was probably the dumbest mistake I ever made because I was still working a job 60, 70 hours a week. So next thing you know, like I'm in my office. Yeah. And I'm making content, but I'm not really like, I'm not doing everything I should be doing. Like I'm half assing it. 
And uh, I went to All Out last year. And keep in mind, maybe for three weeks, I started making content again because there was like a little bit of a down period for several months with COVID and everything. I was just yeah. like not mentally there. I go to All Out. Dude, I'm sitting in the suite. I'm chilling there talking. Some people recognize me for my old content. I got on that plane. I came back. I wrote my resignation letter. I said, mm-hmm. the fact that the fact that I'm literally, I feel like I'm starting from ground zero because I haven't been uploading consistently for months, but I feel like I know I can do this. And, and I have to test myself because my biggest regret was not taking it serious back in 2019 when I had that office. And that should have been the time where I said, screw it. I should quit. Take that risk. You know, I got the, I got the, the tools and resources. I didn't do that. So when I was on that plane, I said, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I got home. Literally no, no doubts in my mind. I said, if I fail, at least I can say when I'm 70 years old, I genuinely tried doing the things I love. And that was the, the motivation there. Wow. Uh, I like, <laughs> I like how you said it like that, because I know it was a few times where I was like, you know, what? I might do this full time, but then it's like, I, 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 it might be self doubt or it might be because I was always in my own head sure. where I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do this. So what I did, what I did during the pandemic, because I always tell people all the time, for those who listen to me, I always say the pandemic was a blessing in disguise for me. And that was because I was trying to do content, but while working a full-time job and I was burning myself out and I was like, I'm passionate about doing, doing wrestling gamings or wrestling news with the, with the, not really news, but like giving my opinion on what I, what I see and what I don't, because that's the purpose of this podcast. Because if you actually listen to our regular episodes, it, we try, we, we mention news, but we don't really like digest the news. We'd be like, Oh, okay. That sounds interesting. Like you won't see us talk about, Oh, this person has uh, this amount of time left on their wrestling contract. I leave that to people like you and yeah. people like Solomon Monster or people like uh, like who else I listen to that is deadlocked, even though they're really yeah. more so goofy than yeah. anything. But they have, I, I, like I let, I let I'm like, we're just here. Just we're, we're, I, I always say Grush Unleashed is more so a mixture of deadlock with the book, with the BS sometimes that becomes a meme and genuine wrestling fans that actually or sports fans because we, we we try to cover ufc as well and yeah. we all we obviously talk about house of the dragon so it's like we just it, i always look at it like this i'm like our main thing is we love wrestling but we're also this is also my show so i'm going to talk about what i talk about but at the same time i'm not going to divulge to people who wants to who wants to talk about wrestling so that's what i'm saying i know we put it in more of it is we know our place yeah. Like we're not out here trying to be this person or try to be you or try to be solid monster or try to be uh, who was a public enemy podcast or be uh, Cam C- Seahawks. Or we, we're, not, we're just we're just ourselves. Like yeah. I shout out to lovely Laveau. She said you're the real Gresham because I'm, I'm guessing it was just it's like a little joke or whatever. Um, or I don't know. But she, I was like, yeah, I take that because I'm real. Like this is Gresham. This is Gresh. So. I appreciate that, but mainly the, the, to really back in with you, mm-hmm. um, what would you say would be the most challenging part of being a, a, a I guess you could say, analyst? Yeah. It's not really mainly, you do content creator, but analyst, yeah. like what's the most challenging part? Like, do you see yourself arguing or fighting with yourself to like, damn, I want to be unbiased, but this is some bullshit <laughs> whenever you watch wrestling? No, here's the thing. If I think something's shit, 
I say it's you, shit. You say it's shit. Okay. I like, I don't, you know, here's, and, and the, the biggest challenge, there is none. And I right. know that's going to surprise people, but there is no challenge. I find more challenges between having like a work life balance and like prioritizing certain things over others. But when it comes to actually talking about wrestling, I've seen people like, look, bro, I can talk positively about WWE and Cody Rhodes and I'll get flamed for it because that's just the type of wrestling society that, that exists, right? Like it's, you got to represent your home team. Screw you. If you don't agree with my opinion, I don't rock with that. I think Cody Rhodes was the heart and soul of AEW. I see him come to WWE. I'm going to speak highly of it because I enjoyed Cody's work in AEW. I enjoyed his work in WWE and the Indies. But now all of a sudden he's in WWE. Oh, bro, you're an idiot. You're an asshole. The thing is, like, there's there's really no challenges. Say what you got to say. Get it out. At the end of the day, I'm not here to persuade you. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just telling you my opinions. No different than Stephen A. Smith and all of these other guys, you know? Right. So the, the reason why it's not challenging is because I don't take it to heart. I look at what I'm doing. I'm happy with myself. I enjoy waking up every day, getting to do what I love. Obviously, if somebody's out there giving insults or they're just pissed off that I hate AEW all of a sudden, my brother, I got thousand videos. Go back to when I was literally writing the obituary for WWE and saying that AEW was the next thing. But of I course, we nobody... were all writing the obituary for, <laughs> for WWE at some point because it was oh, like, dude, this is this is dog shit what they was giving us. Like it was at the point where I was just like, you know what? Because I remember, and I like how you said that about AEW, because AEW isn't perfect, because it was a few times that I literally, on it's on record, where I was like, I need a break from yeah. watching AEW, because I'm like, this shit, and I said, I said, this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and so, then they would, they would do something like a Brian Danielson match, because everybody know I'm a friend of Brian, a fan of Brian Danielson. So I was like, fuck, of I want to I want to see Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. Shit, y'all, we, every time I say I want a break, y'all reel me in with this shit. Yeah. So, but hey, I'm I'm with you on that. Like, there's no bias. Like, yo, if something sucks, I'm gonna tell you. Like, yeah. hey, well, that, I was like, what up? Because I, I I think on the last episode, episode 18, we did uh, we reviewed Dynamite. And I said, was this a mid go home show? And I was like, and and Swella, she uh, she appreciated. She's like, I, I enjoyed it. I said, this shit was was like, it's not worth fifty dollars for me. To watch to pay for for all out, and that was my honest opinion. I said this isn't worth fifty dollars. Yeah, so I'm same way, bro. Like I, I and I know like this, and, and this is like one of the things that I don't think people truly understand about me, is I care so much about storytelling and anything that I watch, unless I'm watching a true live sport such as basketball, football, MMA. Like I can watch MMA, UFC, Bellator, One FC. There doesn't have to be entertainment value to it. I just want to watch good fights happen, right? right. So with wrestling, sitcoms, movies, Game of Thrones, I care about the story. Some people don't care about the story. But for me, I care about the story. How you start the story, what you're doing in the middle, and how you get to the end. There has been so many times where AEW has told fantastic stories from beginning to end. And then what happens is immediately right after, it's like they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And I used to say this in the past. I said, this is going to be a problem for AEW if this continues because they have really good storytelling, but you cannot be inconsistent with your storytelling. 
You cannot right. have one good story for Hangman Page and then just follow that up with a whole bunch of bad stories for Hangman Page because it's going to make people lose interest in Hangman Page. Right. And I think uh, looking back, and it's so funny because I remember the pandemic. I hated wrestling during the pandemic. It just wasn't for me. I went back and watched it, and I was like, wow, WWE and AEW, that was their best stuff from 2020 to 2021. That was their best stuff during the pandemic because they were so focused on stories. They weren't focused on crowd reactions. They were right. able to get away with storytelling. So I think Roman like Reigns and Jay Uso prime hundred percent, dude, <laughs> look at, look at how the bloodline is now. Like that, that stuff matters. And um, I was calling this stuff out with AEW in the past, bro. So of course, somebody who cares about storytelling and I'm, I'm looking at a pay-per-view that's 50 bucks. I'm like, so what are the stories? Like, Oh, Jack Perry versus Christian. Great story. Ricky, Ricky Starks versus powerhouse Hobbs two guys where I feel like they absolutely cannot lose. Yeah. Like that's going to be great. But like, why are we making these booking decisions and why am I going to spend $50 for two good matches? Cause I don't care right. about anything else. There's nothing else on that card that, bothers, like, that that intrigues me. Like we did a, we did our preview and predictions and we like, we, we do our speed round preview and predictions. But when I gave, when I was sitting there looking, sit, like I actually sat down and looked at the card, it's like 14 matches. I said, hey, why the fuck is there 14 matches? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you then, got NXT right before that too. And NXT, but the thing with NXT is five matches, five or six matches. And I'm like, I've seen the build for all of them and I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Me personally. So I was like, okay. But when I looked at it, I was like, okay, I enjoyed the build to, to Ricky and Powerhouse. I enjoyed the build to, what was the other match uh, that you just mentioned? Christian uh, and uh, Christian and Jungle, Jungle Boy. Boy, because it was like, it felt like Christian was just on, was in, in turtleneck and just yeah. going crazy. But then everything else, I'm like, okay, Jay Cargan, Athena. Yeah, they had a decent build, but it's like, is it warrant a pay-per-view match? Yeah. Is you have this, and then you have the Thunder Rosa situation with the with the title. And I'm like, God, I'm tired of interim titles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate that shit in MMA, dude. I hate that shit in wrestling. There was a rumor that WWE was gonna do it because USA Network asked for it or whatever. I'm like, bro. I'm glad please. they said fuck no. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that, dude, because you know, and the sad thing is I'm a really, really big fan of that roster in AEW. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people understand. Like, I've talked to several of them. I went, I've gone to several AEW pay-per-views. I've linked up with several of them before. They have a very good roster. And I, and I genuinely think, like, they just deserve better. That's yeah. it. They deserve better. And, and because I've seen signs of greatness in AEW, I'm not talking signs of good storytelling. I'm talking about signs of fantastic absolutely incredible storytelling the fact that i'm not seeing that across the board in 2022 is disappointing because you bring up thunder rosa and the interim championship and it's like bro like you ain't gotta be all of this extra shit like you don't really have to try too hard like you can literally just go back to the basics and people will love it you know my, it's my simple thing is i think i saw someone um put it on twitter someone i'm following and they said why don't you just strip the title and say hey Thunder Rosa got first crack. Hey, CM Punk got first crack when 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 they're cleared. It's that simple. The interim shit, like you're you're. It's at that point where I'm tired of seeing people with two belts. Yeah. Like I already saw. Like I, I've, I'm tired of Roman with two belts. Yep. I'm tired of. I'm I was tired of my. Of who else got two belts? I was tired of Sammy Guevara having two belts when he yep. was when he unified the TNT title. Yep. I'm tired, and I'm pretty sure I'm probably gonna be tired of who either Thunder Rosa or whoever wins the interim title with two belts it's like i don't I, like i kind of hope like if, if they don't split the titles on in wwe i i just hope and pray 
that Roman just said, you know what? I'm not carrying two titles anymore. Give me, give me, give me this solo yeah. belt because yeah. I am tired of this shit. Because it, it's like it to me, it feels like it diminishes the championship because For you sure. got two, you got two championships, and it, it's a scripted sport. Let's just be real. Let's yeah. let's call a spade a spade. It's a scripted sport. So you're telling me that you just can't make me care about a rematch between the former champion and the current champion. Literally, it's it's not that hard. It's not. It's, it's basic storytelling. Yeah. That, no, but, it's right on the money. That's, I mean, that's a big concern that I've had because, like, first of all, you got to think, too. Thunder Rosa's title reign, since she's won the title, her chase was so much better than the payoff after the fact, right? Yeah. Like, there, there was a story being built with her and, and Britt Baker for a long time. Now the title reign, like, completely, like, it's ass. I'm sorry. They, they don't care about Thunder Rosa. So how can I care about Thunder Rosa? And, and the sad thing is, too, right, like, Tony Storm probably would be a great champion. Just the fact of her holding an interim championship makes me feel like she's not even the real champion to begin with. So, like, why yeah, do right. I care? So it's you've like, already told me, care? You told me you don't care about Thunder Rosa because we see how much TV time and how much importance she's had on television since she's won the belt. But now I'm supposed to care about the next champion, who, by the way, is just going to be an interim champion? Like, I'm good, dude. I, I we don't have to overcomplicate things. I'm not saying Vince McMahon is the greatest fucking storyteller in the world, but what I am saying is he ain't doing interim championship, and that is good enough for me. So fuck. I'm pretty sure somebody something pretty sure somebody probably would have brought it to his attention. He was like, What the fuck? Get this yeah. shit out of my face. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's scripted entertainment, bro. It's scripted entertainment. Vacate the belt, do a tournament. You guys do a hundred tournaments anyways. Just do a fucking tournament, call it a day, have somebody win. Great, Thunder Rosa's number one contender. Now you're going to have her cut a promo for three minutes on TV because you ain't going to give her more than that. So have her cut a promo saying, hey, I didn't actually lose my belt. I vacated it. I want the first crack at you on Dynamite uh, four weeks away, blah, 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 blah. Every week you start doing some storytelling. Okay, now you actually turn Thunder Rosa heel. Now Thunder Rosa goes heel, ends up winning her belt back. And the cool thing is kind of like Trilogy fights in the UFC you know, like you could, like you could build actual stories. If you want to be a sport, go build these trilogy fights, make them feel like a big deal. Make the posters Thunder Rosa versus Tony storm three, like good make, storytelling. Doesn't have to be that fucking difficult, bro. Make I, I the rankings, make the rankings matter. Because uh, don't give me, me into that. Don't, don't get me, me into that, bro. <laughs> don't get me into that shit. That is the worst shit I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Nobody will ever change my mind. I fucking hate the rankings. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time I see rankings, I'll be like, FTR been one number one contenders for like three months. <laughs> so, so why the why the fuck do I? And then you got the you got swerving our glory versus the acclaim in a random thrown together tag team match at the oh. pay-per-view. I'm like, you really want me to keep my $50, don't you? <laughs> Sad thing is that match is gonna slap. Yeah. That match is gonna slap. Like, and I always say this about AEW and and Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll let everybody kind of like form their own opinion. But I always say AEW can have the worst pay-per-view build in the world. It doesn't matter. Their pay-per-views, because of the in-ring action, the atmosphere, the energy, the crowd, the experience itself is wonderful. I, I, I've gone to AEW pay-per-views where I was not thrilled about the build, and I've had an amazing time. That is one thing that AEW does so well is the live experience. But guess what, dude? I don't care to go spend money on tickets and I don't really care to spend money on the pay-per-view. I will. It's my job. I talk about it. I'm going to do a live show, all of these different things. Sure. And honestly, I'll probably enjoy it. Swerve and Keith Lee versus the acclaimed. Like 
it sucks that it's really just thrown together last minute because these four guys can have an incredible storyline. They have the charisma. They have the promo ability. They have the wrestling skills to do it. Like to me, it should have been a fucking big feud, but yeah, that's just the way they book. So it sucks because I see what you're saying. Keep my 50 bucks, dude. I don't mind giving them my 50 bucks, but you got to make me care for it. The only reason right. I'm care, I care more about the potential of something than the actual build up to something. That's the problem I have. I think that I match think... is going to slap. Oh yeah. It's every, and that's what I'm saying. This is not me. Cause people who, who are going to listen to this is going to hear this after all out. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, you got to make me want to go back to watch it because it's, it's very rare that I rewatch the full eight. Honestly, I don't think I've ever rewatched a full AEW pay-per-view. I probably rewatched a match. Um, if someone, if they like, if, I, if someone put a clip on it on Twitter or something, but I've never, yeah, I've never kind of think. Yeah, I've never went back to watch one full AEW pay per view, and it may have to do with the fact that they got the, they that I think it disappears after a certain while on Bleacher Report. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, damn, y'all not giving me a reason to want to go back and watch uh, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in a mimosa match, or <laughs> or Lionheart Chris Jericho versus. Who did he face? Was it Moxley? You're not making giving me an incentive to want to go rewatch that match. It's just like it. it to me, it feels like AEW is just a match. It, it matches happen, and then I just move on. Yeah, it, it, they do, and, and you know that's why I want to see them win so bad because the quality of matches that they have are great. Like they they really do put on great matches. Like I guess that's one of the best things when your booker is like a 14 year old kid who fantasy books shit. You know, you're gonna throw out some banger matches, right? But right. also at the same time too. Like, I want them to win because imagine if you're attaching really good storytelling to absolutely everything on your TV. That's the perfect product, dude. Yeah. And, and that's now Triple H is in power. Triple H gets that. We know this. We've seen it before. We like I, people talk about the black and gold NXT. They, they talk about 2019, 2020. They talk about that version of NXT. I always say the real black and gold brand was 2012 to 2016, 2017. That's when NXT takeovers had not only really good storytelling, but really good banger of matches. And I look at Tony Khan and I'm like, dude, not only can you replicate that, but you ain't doing that shit in full sale. So you're amplifying that. Right. He just doesn't do it, bro. It's like, I I want you to win. I want you to win so bad. I want you to do well because I've seen you do so great, but it's like, he's so obsessed with signing people. That's my, that's one, that's one of my biggest gripes. He should should sign us, dude. (laughs) <laughs> right it's like bro sign sign me if people call me shields on twitter anyway sign me give me a check if ww or aw hit me up with a check i'll take that shit you can call me a shield <laughs> i'm getting paid for it i don't I, that whole thing is just social media talk bro I know, it, it goes why, back to the stan accounts and i love laughing at people because i'm like shit you act you telling me if, if ww don't throw a contract at your face you'll be like yeah i'm gonna be loyal to my twitter followers and not take this check Bro, it's it's a job. It's a job. It's how you support your family, how you support wife, kids, anything. I, I don't know. Like it, to me, dude, I I that's where I hate social media. I I do see myself kind of backing away from social media from time to time. Oh yeah, and I then, have to do a mental, yeah, mental, mental reset because Twitter Twitter isn't real. Yeah, bro, it's those <laughs> fucking stan accounts. That ass, dude. Think about it. You, I never get called a shill from somebody that's named, you know, fucking Tim Smith. I get called a shill from AEW fan Europe five five four four three two five, and like, 
all right, dude. <laughs> like with the they be AEW uh, elite twenty twenty five, and then have a Roman Reigns thumbnail. I mean, uh, yeah. Abby, and yeah. I'd be like, bro, you can't, you you only got the balls to have your own picture on it. Like, I understand some people who don't want have their pictures out there because yeah. I know some accounts have sure. like their logos or something. That's understandable, but it's like, bro, you're talking shit to me behind a Twitter account. Yeah. It's like, bro, if you see me in the streets, you're going to be like, hey, can I take a picture? Yeah. Hey, you know, the thing is, though, you got to remember, it's not just AEW that has these stand accounts, because I don't know if you've seen fucking WWE stand accounts. Well, I've been blocked by a few of them. Ah, uh, bro. See, the- I'm not the type of person that obsessed with being blocked by people, because I've been yeah. blocked by wrestlers, too. I'd be like, oh, well, that sucks, and I move on. <laughs> uh, dude, I love getting blocked. Like, Because I'm not a tank. You know, I say, you know how some people like they'll just screenshot it like success. I, I blocked them yeah. after bullying them. Yeah. Uh, okay. You want yeah. a cookie? <laughs> yeah. I I never understood the whole thing of getting blocked. Cause for me personally, I don't like the one thing I don't do is I don't talk shit personally about wrestlers. Right. I might say, Hey, it was a bad promo. I might say, Hey, I didn't really care for this match, but I'm never a dick. That's one thing. I'll never be a dick about like the wrestlers and shit. Cause at the end of the day, it's scripted entertainment. I try to focus on booking, storylines, sometimes match quality. I don't even focus too much on match quality. Hey, it was a good match. and eh, It was okay. It was whatever. But sometimes I'll get blocked from wrestlers, and I'm just like, damn, huh. bro. I actually respected you. Now it's like, <laughs> why did you oh. block me, dude? What oh, did I do? Did block me? But then you, I don't you, care. I move on. Yeah, you, you'll think about it for a second. You, I'm not going to say that like I don't care. I'll be saying I'm like, well, damn. Because uh, I, I forgot which, what wrestler. I think it was a situation with ACH from NXT and I, I was I was at the time I was like uh, I don't think you should do this this that third handle it on social media but then I kind of experienced something similar to him at my old job mm-hmm. so I was like well damn maybe I shouldn't have been so quick to to jump the gun but it was a, it's a few wrestlers from that situation that blocked me because of that and I was like well I and so I think when that happened I kind of got that motion or that memo where I'm like, not to not ten. If someone blocked me, I probably deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I don't obsess over it. Like you don't see me. You don't have uh, my Twitter banner of someone blocked me because some people actually have their Twitter banner of someone like a uh, Matt yeah. Riddle or Chris Jericho blocked them. They'll have their Twitter banner. That person you can't see this person's tweet because they blocked you. I'm like, wow. And that reel is back to. Fuck you, stand accounts. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, fuck all you, stand accounts. Dude, it, it's crazy you mentioned the blocking thing because the one thing, like, I, I just recently did it with Baron Corbin. He's blocked me forever, but, uh, like, he's literally blocked me before he even became a name in WWE. <laughs> I never interacted with Baron Corbin. A lot of people don't actually know this. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE. Um, there's a lot of stuff I enjoy about his work. I, I feel like with character work and stuff and wrestling. Right. But it's so funny because I remember I, I got blocked by him and, and I was promoting my stream, my final stream on Twitch. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to just throw this image up and just see what happens. No response. I think I got like two likes on the Twitter. Like, bro, nobody fucking cares if I got blocked by a wrestler, you know. But uh, the one thing is we talk about wrestlers we block. We never talk about the wrestlers that show love for what we do. And that's like oh, yeah. one thing that like I know maybe some people watch YouTube and they don't realize it, but these wrestlers, these promoters, these, the staff of these companies, they watch what we do. They listen to what we do. Maybe they agree. Maybe they don't. I've had people reach out to me and just being like, Hey man, like somebody sent me this video. Like I really appreciate the kind words or I appreciate the criticisms. Like, you know, it's, it's these fucking stand accounts that ruin everything. Gresh. 
They ruin yeah. every fucking thing on the internet, dude. They'll take a snippet of, uh, of our criticism and be like, oh, they're talking shit about Sasha Banks. Or they're talking shit about uh, Naomi. They're talking shit about, uh, what's his, who else is, is, is like, who got stands? They're talking shit about Liv Morgan. And I'm like, oh. no, if you continue with the, the, literally the clip that you cut off, if you continue with, I said, that was my criticism, but then I gave her praise. Yeah. So it's like you're trying to quote unquote control the narrative, but I don't care about all that. <laughs> Fuck that shit too. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh Strowman. <laughs> we about to get the Strowman Express again. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> I put that video out because it's funny how because that was around the time where I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do content wise with wrestling because I was pretty much because that was around the time 2K20 hit. Yeah. WWE 2K20 and that was just dog shit. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out what I was doing content and I was reviewing Raw and I think I did that video. It was it was one episode of Raw. It was then the Thunderdome and I was and, and then that was when they added the effect to Braun Strowman's little running around the ring. They say, <laughs> and then I, I said, you know what? It re- it took me back to when The Rock did the uh <laughs> 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 so I so what I did was I put my I did I mimicked him and I just put the rock. So people were expecting the Strowman like a train thing, but I just said, yeah, Strowman about to hit that. <laughs> and that became a whole meme so when i brought it back they was like damn i didn't i forgot all about this video like i was like hey i had to go in the vault for this because it was it was like like people assume that i hate braun Strowman, yeah or any of these wrestlers no i'm just joking like it's twitter yeah i joke about 99 sure. of wrestling you'll probably get me saying something sucks for like 20 minutes but then the 90 of it is literally me just saying well I'm going to make a joke about Strowman and the Strowman Espresso. I'm going to make a joke about, uh, or I put the ether beat behind Seth Rollins and uh, Riddle's promo. And I'm like, this is jokes. Like, laugh, laugh or keep it pushing. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you don't, and if you don't see it, if you don't find it funny, just keep it pushing. Yeah. <laughs> Life just, is too serious, bro, not to laugh sometimes. Like, it's okay to fucking laugh, bro. That's, <laughs> hey, that's one thing I learned about being a content creator. Like, when I f- went full time, I was like, you just got to enjoy life a little bit. And I, I started realizing, because I would take things serious, you know, especially on social media, I'd be like very serious and whatever. It's like, I try not to push out memes, this and that. Dude, half of my social media consumption at this point is just watching memes. I just want to laugh, dude. Even if it's not funny, I'm going to I'm gonna laugh. Why? Because I want to laugh. I'm, I'm going to laugh spread. at the audacity. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Fucking, you know how many times I've seen random ass memes with Braun Strowman, by the way? I probably seen the one that you're talking about, the one that you posted. Honestly, I, I feel like I've seen it before. You probably have. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I did. And I feel like I remember laughing hard as fuck about it because that, that dude, that's what it should be. And, you know, sometimes it's not like on Twitter. You got to think, too, like for you, it's funny for a thousand other people. It's funny. But for one person who just doesn't want to be happy, they're not going to laugh. They're going to be a hater. It's just kind of how social media works sometimes. You can't you can't pay attention to it. You and know, then sometimes I turn it. I turn being a hater into a joke. I say, you know what? I'm a professional hater because I, I remember when Ken, Kenny Omega was rumored to come back. I said, I'm going to be a professional hater. I just want it to be somebody else. So the timeline could just blow up. Yeah. And it was and it was just it was a joke, obviously, because I put a, the, the, the laughing villain. <laughs> I did that on purpose. And people they just laugh because they like i'm like bro i know it's a rumor and i know it's all but confirmed at this point like he's coming back and he came back but it's like bro just laugh 
Yeah, laugh, or, laugh or block me. Like at this point, if you don't want to see me, because it'd be some people in my comments that I that I see, I see the replies. I have my notifications off to like if I'm not following you, yeah. I don't really see it. I will have to search it out that thread to see your comment. Yeah. But I see everything. Like don't don't if I don't like it, guaranteed I've seen it, and I just keep scrolling. Yeah, that's how you gotta just be. Dude. That's how you gotta be. Just, Can't just, take shit too serious, dude. I mean, it's okay to take some shit serious because sure. it was a few times where I got work. Like, I'm pretty sure I got work during that women's tag team tournament. I was like, damn, it, I know y'all, because I literally put out, I said, no, y'all fucking did not. <laughs> oh, dude, I loved, I loved the reactions to that. I was laughing at people. I literally <laughs> sat there laughing at people. I'm like, you are literally hilarious to me right now. Because I would see people, they would get so pissed, dude. Any person I saw on my timeline, as soon as I'm scrolling, I see people getting mad about it. I'm like, what, what's there to be mad about? What, like... Again, and that's the thing about wrestling too that I've learned is like it's not about just letting things play out, right? All right. As somebody who covers wrestling, I understand I'm not gonna have the results that I want every time. The people right. I would push as world champion, like it's very different from what Triple H or Tony Khan can do. But I see people complaining about it and I see everybody getting worked up and all heated and shit. I'm just laughing. I'm like, I'm glad you're mad. I'm so glad you're mad right now because you're gonna get the payoff that you want eventually, and that moment will come. And then you'll actually experience true happiness because you realize like <laughs> it was all part of the plan. You know what I mean, dude? I'm telling the you. The beauty behind me with that when I put that out is the very next day. It's some people who were probably talking about it like still t- today. Yeah. The very next day, I just laughed at myself. I was like, fucking Mark. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, dude. People, hey, how many times do people call you a Mark on like oh, YouTube yo. comments, Twitter, whatever? Oh, you're Literally a Mark. A lot. Like, it, it don't matter what you're tweeting about either, but you're a Mark, right? Yeah, I'll be like, it was, it was, a, it was in the actual like catchphrase of the podcast itself. Cause I was like, oh, what's up, Marks? It's literally on yeah. my Patreon. If you, if you support me on Patreon, nice cheap plug, patreon.com slash Chris Digital. Um, it's literally, uh, the golden marks, the marks and the club. So I'm like, this is all like, bro, we're marks, bro, at the end of the day. It's, it's, yeah. it's okay. It's, it's okay to get worked. I've, yeah. I've, I've admitted where I'm like, bro, I got work. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I fucking got work. Isn't right. it kind of cool to get yes. work though? Like, I don't know. Like, and I think, you know, and that's the one thing, like the MJF stuff with AEW or like right. the CM Punk backstage stuff. It's like, to me, it's not a good work if you expect it to happen, if you expect it to be a work. The cool thing about the EO Sky and Dakota Kai losing, I just didn't expect it. Like, bro, I'd be talking to my videos. I'm like, yeah, it's very obvious they're going to win. Like, there's no way in hell. Dude, they did it. And I'm like, I paid attention to the match. I saw that Dakota Kai wasn't the legal woman or whatever. Like, I was paying attention to these small little things. I I realized Aaliyah was not working part of the match for for most of the match. Like, she's barely wrestling. I was like, yo, there's more to this. I, I I can't believe that they're doing this to me because they don't do this to me. Under Vince McMahon, it just kind of happens. Like, all right, here's what you expected. Here you go. Like, Triple H is like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to satisfy you right now, dude. You got to wait. You, you got to wait. There's, there's more to this story. Cause I'm, eh, I kind of looked at it. I was like, I, I'm pretty sure they're not going to be on Clash at the Castle. I mean, yeah. if they are, I'll be shocked. But because yeah. I know SmackDown is already taped, was already yeah. taped uh, the day before. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. But <laughs> I love it. I love it when we get worked. I'm, I'm Fuck not yeah, dude. I, I love it when, when we get worked. Nobody uh, expects it, dude. That's the feeling that like I chase. I, I like that feeling. Like I, did I like not that. Ch- I like that feeling too. Like I don't yeah. need to know. And that's that. They reels back to what I said earlier. We don't 
do we don't really t- we mention news and yeah. and and reports and we give credit to 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 whoever reports it yeah. but we don't like spend qu- like i think episode 18 or one episode we literally spent two minutes on a bunch of news like oh okay next <laughs> yeah. that's all we could do it's like oh yeah. okay. like someone will bring like someone will submit unpopular opinions we'll be like huh all right next <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's just how we that's just how we operate it's it's all it's all about we, we we're we're unapologetically black and proud but we also have a vibe for professional wrestling that doesn't make us lose our sense of humanity because yeah. at the end of the day it is scripted sports and sports it too. is entertainment keyword yeah. entertainment it's sports entertainment like that's why and then some i think someone got mad when when cm punk was when it was building to the the mock punk and moxley i said sports entertainment baby I, you know, think about this for a second. We live in a world, bro. If you turn on the news, social media, not even talking politics, right? There's a lot of negativity out there, a lot. And, and, and it doesn't matter what anybody tells me. I genuinely enjoy going to sports and wrestling as my way to get away from negativity. Right. Turns out when I watch AEW, I become negative as fuck. And I'm like, oh, fuck this shit. But I do enjoy wrestling, bro. I enjoy sports. I love watching basketball. I love watching football, soccer. You know, fucking Formula One is something I'm starting to watch. Like, these are things that I try to, like, I try to get away from life and sometimes, like, the hard shit that comes with life. Because it does. It exists for everybody. Everybody's got their own problems. Right. So the cool thing is with wrestling, because it's scripted entertainment, you know that you're going to be disappointed or you're going to be happy, but you remind yourself it is not real. In the sense, like, like, okay, Roman Reigns loses his belt. Yeah, the fan of me, the, the analysis, the analyst version of me is going to be, oh, well, man, he should have gave it to this person instead. You know, I'll be a little bit bummed by it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't impact my life whatsoever. Yeah, you know what and I mean, I, and and I gave a, a, and I like you how you mentioned that. I gave an analysis. I said even Roman has done so much in two years yeah. that if he loses the title to Drew, it won't change how I look at him. Exactly, he's still the head of the table. He's he, they built him up, yeah, perfectly after years of bad booking, because we all know like you could just look at him and you can tell that he was meant to be a, a narcissistic, sociopathic asshole that believes his own hype that's perfect yeah not trying to oh believe that ah yeah babe. i don't know what he was trying to be he was just trying to be something but it just i wasn't feeling it so it's like if roman loses the title like if people yeah people are going to be pissed but you have my co-host who's a super roman reigns fan she's a mm. super fan and she's even saying if he loses it they won't be able to touch that ring yeah that's how she feels she's like i'm i'm okay if he loses it to drew yeah, and I, me personally, I know a lot of people are not really a, po- a fan of this. I would have, I would run like if they just split the titles, I would keep the universal title on Roman and run it back with Jay. Do a full two year loop. That's just me. That's just, yeah. that's just that's just me. Personally. I'm not against it, dude. I'm I'm very open to ideas in wrestling. It's that's like, what makes wrestling sick. And the only thing it will, rec- I said, I said my only little hiccup would be. They would probably have to turn Roman babyface because I'm pretty sure people are going to cheer Roman by default. But as I said, if you turn him babyface, just don't change his characteristics. 
Yeah. Let him still be a dick, just a popular dick. So instead <laughs> of saying acknowledge me as an asshole, Detroit, woo, acknowledge me. You know, like, I don't know. Like, uh, like, yeah. but don't be like yay guys you acknowledge me no thank you for acknowledging me my tribe i am your tribal chief roman thank Ray. you my tribe yeah thank <laughs> you welcome and then and welcome then chad, to the gable, chad gable comes out and he's trying to be a heel and he's like shush and then roman reigns is like shush and like what I'm the like, fuck oh, my god yeah. you just killed it you just yeah. killed the whole aura but that's yeah. that but because my idea that i gave was jay turning like he's he sees that what sammy is doing is not yeah. getting the same reaction that he did because if you if you look back at the story jay uso was like the fun loving cousin that was like yo open the door bro open the yeah. door like he was like yo yo why can't i be this too and then you had roman whooping his ass every chance he got like a class of, cha- a class of champions and then hell in the cell but then you have Sammy doing pretty much the same thing in a way, like being the the, the happy go getter, and he's just like, you know what, you're right, you tried, you tried, and then Jay, you just have Jay looking like, bro, what, you whoop my ass when I failed, but you ain't whooping it, <laughs> and then that just draws to him to the point where he's like, okay, I had enough, and then he just turned on him, and he and I said my I, my the way my scenario went was. Jay turned on Jimmy too. And it's just he's like the rogue cousin. I love it. Cause you gotta think, so, bro, family's got their own issues in real life. I was the older cousin that was whooping all my little cousin's ass. <laughs> like people <laughs> That's literally how say, people literally say, like, they're like, you know, especially with the bloodline, oh, they're family. It's gonna be so weird when they split up. Dog, really. families got their own issues. Have Jay they come back together. Go. Yeah, for sure. Family has some issues. Hey. You know, here's the thing, man. Jimmy and Jay Uso are talented as hell, but we've known them and we've seen their evolution as the Usos forever. The bloodline was the first time where I looked at both of them individually and said, man, both of these guys could be single stars. They could. Like, they have the ability to do it. They can connect with the audience. I know a lot of times people talk about Montez Ford and and Angelo Dawkins. I think Mm -hmm. both of those guys could be single stars. That's how I feel about the Usos. I didn't start feeling that way about the Usos until the bloodline came around. So oh, yeah. the cool thing is, like, you got a lot of tag teams in WWE who are ready to be single stars. Let's mix it up. Let's change it up a little bit. Let's do these things. Because if we get Jay Uso going off on his own and he completely disowns his family, bro, like, have him leave SmackDown, have him go to Raw, do his own thing for a little bit, and then eventually he cross paths. Maybe at Survivor Series, he cross paths with the family. They want to talk to him. Hey, man, like, you're not answering our calls. You're just doing your own thing. Just have him, like, be this heel persona Right. Have them walk away from them, shoulder tap, you know, like, fuck that, I'm done. I don't, I don't respect you guys. And then eventually, after he's told his stories as a singles guy, cool, you guys can reunite, have those big time matches for WrestleMania, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just, it's, it's like, I feel like there's so much like death they can go, especially now with Triple H and Charles. You know how he likes his death. Yeah. And I was even surprised with this. The, the the initiation of the bloodline on the event so i was like oh wow this is actually in- compelling but now i can imagine what triple h would do and hopefully hopefully that happens because i'm like i understand people like they want the rock versus versus roman but i want them to swerve us and to say now nah, here's jimmy or here's jay versus roman first yeah. we're running that back one more time and let's see if jay can now that he's under the tree like now that he understands roman's mindset now Will he be able to use that against him 
on his own. If there's anybody who knows him better, it's it's, J- it's Jimmy and Jay Uso. Right hand man. Yeah, right hand man. The I love man it. Who know the man? Right hand man knows all your secrets. Like you're the right hand to the king. Yeah. Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. So if you are the right hand to the king, you know this man's weakness. You know his 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 pattern. You know his his what makes him tick. You know how how what where to draw the line and how to break him mentally. You you're you're getting into the mind of the the sociopath that broke you. And now you're about you're about to be the monster that he created. I love that's it. what I'm saying. So people people like people can say, "Oh, this is the most overhyped story." That's your business, and that's your opinion. I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> I love it. But um, I, I love the storyline. It's you know I understand that he's not constantly defending his belt. That's one of the issues I've had with it. But uh, I see a lot of real life um, similarities with the bloodline. I, I see that as a way to like, if WWE really wants to make it get personal, if they really want to make this kind of like the reality era, blur the lines between work and shoot. I mean, they've done something with, with Roman Reigns and the bloodline. They can easily do it. And that's why I think like under Vince McMahon, I would have said it's going to be rock versus Roman. That's it. There's no payoff to it. They're going to drop the ball with, with triple H. He really, really wants this to be a successful product. And I think he just gets it, dude. He understands. I see a lot of people who are telling me they haven't seen the difference in WWE programming. They ain't watching the program because no. I, I watch the program, bro. I, I've been watching it. The, the little like, things like people in the background doing yeah. promos. You yeah. see them like it looks like it's it's GTA. It's Grand Theft Auto. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a live universe. Yeah. It's not it's not just an isolated situation. Like you'll have like like on Monday, you have Edge and Kurt Angle doing what they're doing but then you have dom and ray in the back just chilling and having a conversation like they, yeah. they don't look like it's, it's not empty everybody's doing something there's a moving there's a transition to everything there's no yeah. cut 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 it's literally like okay i'm done with that the comedy now i'm gonna get serious yeah and i think that's the perfect i mean that that right there was such a small change that immediately made me think like because do hmm. drop in uh alexa uh, um, do drop yeah, in nikki sh yeah, they they like they were arguing in the background. I'm like, yo, like that's sick because people because eventually they're gonna sp- split up. Maybe even by this weekend at NXT they do it right. But like people will be like, oh well, they haven't been telling a story. No, their story is not big enough to take up TV time from other people. But what's really cool is WWE made sure when they were seen backstage arguing back and forth in the you background, you should go pay attention to that. Actually watch the TV when when you're watching it because now it's not like hey. I'm going to watch Raw, but sit on my phone, or I'm going to watch SmackDown and sit on my phone and tweet, 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 not looking at the screen. Oh, what the fuck? How did this happen? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Now Triple H is kind of making you say, look, like anything can happen at like any point Dexter in time. Like Dexter Loomis um, being a security guard for like a split second, and they yeah. did a quick transition. You was like, no, that Damn, was cool. I didn't catch that. You like, that was Damn, cool. I didn't, I didn't catch, catch that. that. I, I did had to not go catch that. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love shit like that, bro, because it's the small details that matter. You know, it's, it's just a whole different level these days with WWE. And look, it's not gonna it's not gonna last forever. They're gonna make bad mm. decisions. They're gonna make booking decisions that won't be popular within the IWC. But you can make bad booking decisions. That's okay. What you can't do yeah. is tell bad stories. And what you can't do is not utilize your talent. And so far, Triple H has found a way to do good stories, make everybody feel important to the show. That's the stuff I care about. Now. Just keep it up. Keep the momentum. I see he's going slowly on. fading out the twenty four seven stuff too because I haven't really been <laughs> seeing. I, like, they should do the twenty four seven championship, hundred like, percent. That's I don't know cool. what they're doing with it because it's like I, I don't I don't know if they're gonna take like I'm intrigued. Will he go full throttle and just go 
crash Holly and just go with shenanigans or are they going to like, because for the past, how long he's been, a mo- been there in a month. So yeah. I haven't seen that one 24 seven segment. Everybody's been doing serious yeah. shit. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of everybody doing serious shit, but I think wrestling is fun with shenanigans, right? Like yeah. you, you got to have this guy. <laughs> yeah, I am too. Guy. I love like a lot of times, like people will criticize AEW for it. I used to, I'll tell you, I used to, I, like, I used to hate orange Cassidy. The first right. time I seen him, I was like, what is this whack shit? Then it's like, no, dude, stop being so serious, man. I like to laugh. Remember, I like the memes. I like bullshit. And I'm watching it. And I, and I remember when AEW would do some shenanigans. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, again, wrestling is kind of like your escape from reality. So you can watch it as long as it makes logical sense. Sometimes it right. does, it's sometimes it's not logical, but fuck, it's hilarious, dude. I'll enjoy it. With the 24-7 championship, it was too many, too many uh, like bullshit ass like booking decisions, like uh, hot potato, right? right? What they should do is they should make a, a new championship belt, black title, uh, black strap, make it a little bit more serious than a fucking toy that's green, black strap, big gold plate, 24-7 championship. And what I would do is use this as a belt that's not taking up TV time from the most serious things. But while there's a match happening in the background, you can have like your 24-7 championship division, have a wrestler, you know, pin in the background. Then he's running away. Then you don't see anything. A week goes by. Now you start seeing video clips on YouTube and Twitter. This person like a won the belt, basically. For sure, of course, exactly. And then WWE pre-shows, you can have the belt, you know, defended. It doesn't have to be a primary focus, but for you know, for the sake of content, bro, I think they should have it. And oh yeah, you you you're not going to be able to put everybody in a serious role on TV. Unfortunately, it just there's not enough TV time. So. Plus the twenty four seven segments. If you go off YouTube numbers, that's one of their, that's one of their highest rated segments anyway. Like yeah. you, you get numbers, especially anything with our truth in it. So, oh, dude, that guy's a legend. I want a heel. I want a heel run from him so bad. Hey, I did so a what bad. if? I did a what if booking if, if like what if our truth won the WWE Championship from John Cena instead of CM Punk? That thing got some numbers, but it was basically nothing changed. Like from the summer of Punk, it was just truth was just involved. Yeah. It was something simple, but I want to redo that like down the line and give more detail to it. And like, what if our troop turned heel in today's WWE? I kind of want to. It can work, dude. It can work. I don't know why this man gets so much hate. I, I remember watching him back in the day, especially, you know, TNA. In w- was- the first of it, African-American NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I will never. He was sick, bro. He was so sick. I will sick never and- not take the time to acknowledge that. Yeah, man. And and the cool thing is, like, even even today, man, he's like so much older, yet he's still like I feel like this guy can he doesn't age. He can wrestle for like 20, 30 more years. He's a reliable talent. He's extremely popular with the crowd. Uh he literally he he became so funny where he's got Brock Lesnar breaking character, dude. Like, put some respect on this man's name. And the cool thing is he's so good at what he does, he has crossover appeal because of music. I think one of the biggest mistakes that Vince McMahon made was not pushing this guy as a more serious wrestler later on in his career. Cause what I would have done, honestly, even mid card, it's okay. Uh, especially like to make mid card championship belts feel special. That guy could have been holding the IC title, us title being serious, you know, and, right. and you can use that into a storyline. Like there, there's so much stuff that could be done, bro. I, I I'm always going to be pissed about WWE, not, they should have, man. Our truth is, yeah, a it's shit. a lot of, 
it's a lot of stuff that I would uh, would have changed. And then, but at the same time, that's the beauty behind it is because you can't change it, but you can also like uh, you can wish because there's a lot of stuff I would change in the past that I've seen because I've watched. I've been watching wrestling probably longer than I probably, yeah, than I should have. So, <laughs> it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've I've seen I've I've seen attitude error. I've seen ruthless aggression error. I've seen new error and the reality error. I've yeah. seen pretty much everything. Like it be it be so much stuff that I've seen that until someone put a clip on on Twitter, I'd be like, oh yeah, that shit did happen. Because yeah. <laughs> it'd be so much that I've seen, and I probably black it out yeah. because because I'd be like. Because like 20, 2009 and twenty ten is are those periods where I'd be like, oh yeah, that did happen. Yeah. Or I watched TNA from two thousand ten. I'd be like, oh yeah, it was the Hogan era, wasn't it? But this was always a good conversation with you. But before we wrap up today's podcast, we got a speed round Q and A that we that I always do for these these interviews. Uh, first up, uh, I want you to list 10 of your favorite wrestlers, past and present, not exclusive to WWE. Wow. Speed round. That's a, that's a lengthy, uh, it, speed round is not really like a limit. It's just like, okay, just cool. Give it, give it, give it to top me. 10. Yeah. Top 10. Great. So John Cena's on the list. But. Uh, John Cena, Undertaker, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I, I throw Roman Reigns on that list. All right. Uh, I got um, rated R Superstar Edge. Okay. That variation, that one right there. Uh, Randy Savage. Um, Rob Van Dam. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Yeah, three more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck. Ray Mysterio, okay. for sure. Ray Mysterio, he's on that list. Um, Carmelo Hayes. Okay, he's, okay. he's up there, okay. bro. I, I fucking love that guy. Kenny Omega. Okay, that's that's an actually solid t- top ten. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> different I, eras, I love... different eras, but different also eras. like. Rob Van Dam was sick. Um, I loved a lot of WCW luchadors and shit. And it's tough. Like, I like I like Undertaker. I'll probably remove him off my list too. Like, <laughs> there's just some shit. Like, there's just some wrestlers. My top 10 does change pretty, pretty often. Yeah. No matter what, though. I don't know if I said the rock. So if I didn't say the rock, I'm stupid. But the rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin are always like top of my list. Um, believe it or not, though, the controversial. I'm not a Bret Hart or Ric Flair guy. Don't care about Goldberg. No one cares about Goldberg. I don't care about like <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't care for Ric Flair, Bret Hart. I didn't care for them. You know, just hey, Shawn Michaels. Much... I didn't care for him either. Yeah. To be honest with you, I didn't really care for Shawn Michaels until like later on in his career, because it, 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 even though he was good in the ring, some things you will I can skip over and be like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Uh, five dream. I want you to list five dream matches for current wrestlers. You feel that's still possible? Like any. Like five, five, like one. This person versus this person. You don't have to give us full scenario. Just like five dream matches you think that can be possibly created, like today. So like legend, like with legends too. It can no? be legends too. It can be. Oh, it can be too. anything. Just my my five dream matches. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. 
Um, let's see. Ooh, this is good. You're making me think, dude. Shit. <laughs> let's see. Ke- uh, Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns. Okay. For sure. That's that's on my top for sure. Um Cody Rhodes, John Cena. Let's see. Young Bucks versus the New Day. Oh. Versus the Usos. Oh, versus the Street Profits. In a four-way. Fatal four-way. <laughs> yeah, I want to see a badass, like, AWWE tag team match. Ladder match. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That'd be insane. Um, Montez Ford versus The Rock. Yeah. That that would be very special to me. Um, so I need one more. Yep. Wow, this one's tough. Um, honestly, huh? <laughs> Got to think. Yeah, I gotta think. Anybody from Europe? No. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think. This one's tough. These are just matches I would like in particular. So let's add, uh, just for the sake of, of of it happening one time. Right. I would love to see MJF versus The Miz. I know that's crazy, that, but for the sake of their, their characters, I mean, look, right. I'd rather, I would rather see MJF versus Randy Orton, MJF versus John Cena, MJF yeah. versus edge and you know, all these other people, but the Miz and, and MJF, they have such a weird dynamic that like, I think if they were actually given the time with a proper buildup, right. it'd be a sick ass storyline. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that was five. So, hey, I, I, outside of the AEW versus WWE, I, yeah. I could see a lot of those matches happening if someone joins another company or whatever the case yeah. may be. Uh, next up, would you rather? I got only got one for you, but would you rather take a chop from Walter Gunther or watch Control Your Narrative on loop for a 24 hour stream? I'd rather do neither. <laughs> <laughs> What? what the fuck you mean, dude? What kind of question is that? I'd rather do neither of those. Um, but I don't watch Control Your Narrative anyway, so I ain't no. going to do that shit. Uh, was, the only way I know about Control Your Narrative is because I'll be watching. Uh, I don't know if you know about Top 10 Wrestling on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I, they do reviews on Control Your Narrative. And I'm like, bro, outside of your videos, I don't know jack shit about this company. It's it's off topic, but well, not off topic, but yeah, off topic. Dude, I try to give every wrestling company a chance, every company, because I cover wrestling. I talk right. about wrestling. I try to, you know, I keep personal beliefs out of the way. It's at the end of the day, I'm analyzing the product and whatnot. Control your narrative. I was like, yo, like they're coming to Detroit. Like, okay, it's not just some fucking small ass promotion doing nothing. They're announcing dates. They're doing all this shit. Fuck, right. dude, I ain't going. I ain't <laughs> going to that. I'm not going to that shit. 
I seen pictures of this shit. I seen like people, it, it, dude, it was a fucking joke. I feel bad for saying that because I try to give them a chance. I, I, I wasn't going to spend money on it. I, I seen what people were posting on Twitter. I seen spoilers and tapings and they don't have the names I'm interested in. Uh, fucking Gunther could chop me a hundred times in a row. <laughs> that ass. I'm not even. That's why I said, hey, I ain't, you only get one. You only get one because one to knock the soul out of me. I yeah. don't need multiple ones. Gunther yeah. will take it easy on me. He's going to go boop. Like, all right, thanks, dude. Here's, here's that hundred real quick. Let me slide you that hundred. Appreciate you not fucking breaking my, my, my body. My, my chest plate. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, if it was up to you, what content creator would you move the end of the earth to collab work with on a project? And it, it, it could be wrestling. It can be a, a movie. It could be a music. You say you do music. It can be yeah. a, a EP or a song. Like what creator would you like just say, you know what? Fuck it. I want to make this happen as soon as possible because I already got your attention. I already got the buzz. Let's just do it. This is a tough one to answer because I would choose so many creators. Right. Honestly, I would choose so many creators. Um, there, there's so many that I, I would love to answer here. And I don't want to offend anybody either. But uh, I would probably say Brandon does everything. BDE. My, my yeah. experiences with him have been absolutely awesome. Um, the story of how we met and everything was really, really cool. Just looking back at that. So BDE is one of my, my favorite content creators. I also don't watch a lot of content creators cause that's how I kind of keep my, my opinions yeah. to myself and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time too, I just feel like in, in an interesting way, there's so much cool shit that can be, that can be created there. So from the from the conversations I've had, because I've had conversations literally with everybody from Vibe, yeah. the group that he's part of, and he him between him, Dalton, Phoenix Nitro, and AM, those three are the ones, and Deontay DDJ, because he was on here as well. Those four yeah. are the ones that I'm like, they have so much upside yeah. to their potential. And this is someone who pays attention to content creators who I, I'm like, I don't watch a lot. Like you, I don't watch content creators. I like, yeah. I try to support certain people, but I'll go out of my way to watch a BDE video or yeah. a, a AM video or a Nitro video or a Deontay DDJ video or a Chris Dinker video, yeah. uh, Dink Ops. And I watch DPW as well. So it's like, I go out of my way to make people, let people know like, yo, if you collab with them, collab with them as soon as possible like my boy highlight he, he does the theme song for this podcast yeah. and i told him i said bro reach out make sure you reach out to am like he's someone you want to work with and in your case like, make that happen you and bd that that gotta happen at some point i don't even i don't even care if you both got a, it's a challenge video for 2k22 and yeah. you just and you gotta if you if your team lose you gotta buy uh the the tribal chief is my daddy t-shirt oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're definitely doing that one, dude. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't fucking wait. BD, where are you at, dog? Where are you at? Let's make it happen. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, um, I'm, I mean, like I said, there's so many I would choose. But I, I feel like especially being in the wrestling space, um, and, and I know a lot of times people watch my videos and they don't really get to see my creative, like, artist side because my content is super simple. It's more about the analysis and, and what I'm talking about. But um, right. I feel like creative creatively me and brandon would probably make some really dope content and um i i very much think that like being in the wrestling space together would be it would be cool 
outside of wrestling, I can name a million. Um, but yeah, yeah. BD is the answer. <laughs> That's your answer, brother. There we go. Uh, last question: Who's on your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling? We talked about your ten favorite, but who would you like put above your top ten? Like who would be yeah. without question? And I, I guess what, what's the Mount Rushmore number? Is like is it five? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, four so or five. Who, it's okay. like four or five. I think it's four. Four? Okay. Maybe it's five. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So I'll give you Google. Four. It. Okay, give me. Five. I'll give you three. I'll okay. give you two. Actually, no, I'll okay. just give you one. All right. <laughs> well, look at looking back on my list too. Back to my top ten. Let's remove Undertaker and put Daniel Bryan. Um, okay. The fact that I didn't put him on there is fucking ridiculous. Fucking stupid. <laughs> um, Mount my, my Mount Rushmore, The Rock, Stone Cold. Um. The Rock, Stone Cold, John Cena, and um, don't think too hard. Fuck, my brain hurts, dude. <laughs> my fucking brain cells are like. <laughs> uh, the Rock, Stone Cold, John Cena, and you know, honestly. This is tough. You only get three. The fact that you got those three, that was actually pretty yeah. impressive. So I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's hard because I, I like going back as a kid. I didn't care for Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. I didn't care for Bret Hart. Right. I didn't care for a lot of those gimmicks back then either. You know, like growing up as a kid, man, like I, I was genuinely scared of The Undertaker. But Undertaker was like, yeah, he had his WrestleMania streak and that was cool. But like, I didn't really care for him outside of his character. Oh, his you know? promos suck in the 90s. Yeah, for gonna, sure. I'm just going to tell y'all straight yeah. up. Like, if you listen back to Ministry Taker, he yeah. was buns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and dude, like, here's the thing like, technically speaking, like, Kenny Omega should be like way more popular on like the, the, the list of things. But also at the same time, too, it's like, because Kenny Omega hasn't been in the WWE and hasn't had those massive, marquee matches it's hard for me to list them above because i understand to a small percentage of wrestling fans kenny versus brian danielson's an incredible match and it is for me it's a it's a wonderful match it's it's beautiful right to to see two great wrestlers come together but I, again i value storytelling i value the storylines you kind of got to give me some of that so it's like technically i could put kenny omega and not feel bad for putting him on my mount rushmore um, I love Kenny Omega. I think his work is incredible. I love the Young Bucks. I think their work is incredible. Are they in my Mount Rushmore? Not yet. There's still time. But for sure, I would say John Cena, The Rock, Stone Cold. I think um, I think uh, like you can even argue Triple H in a certain way. Certain times, yes. Yeah, certain times, you know. I, I think Brock Lesnar as well. You know, mm -hmm. like Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, I, I definitely can see, like, I can definitely see them being on the list. But truth be told, I don't feel comfortable putting them on my list. I feel like I would need a lot more time to think about it. But for sure, Rock, Stone Cold, and uh, and John Cena, for sure, top and three. And that's the beauty behind um, Mount Rushmore's of anything. Yeah, It's always changing. It's always evolving. You're yeah. never going to have just an undisputed, this person's on my Mount Rushmore. Because I'm pretty sure at some point, some people put Hulk Hogan. Yeah, on their Mount Rushmore, but when they when but you got some people like me who kind of can't really separate the person from the character, and I just yeah. be like, "Fuck Hulk Hogan." That's just oh, me. dude, hundred percent. I mean, <laughs> you can't deny 
what he fucking did in wrestling. You can't deny what Chris Benoit did in wrestling. You can't right. deny some of these things, but you have to you you can't separate the two at some point. Some things are bigger than wrestling. Right. I try telling people that all the time. Sometimes things are just bigger than wrestling. Also, fucking Hulk Hogan went to TNA, so fuck that. He fucking <laughs> ruined TNA. So get you're nope. not even on my fucking list regardless. The and, only thing the only good thing about Hogan era of TNA is we got a short-lived heel turn of Jeff Hardy. And that was because yeah. I was a personal fan, fan favorite of the yeah. heel Jeff Hardy. Oh, and, and by the way, Jeff Hardy, another person that could have been on my top 10 list. He could have been, he could have been fucking Mount Rushmore. He he was part of one of my favorite tag teams as a kid growing up, but the dude fucks he fucks up all the time. So it's like it's hard to support you when when it comes to the real life shit. You're you you know, it's just again, like I'm not trying to be a dickhead, but like there's just certain things I can't excuse, right? Yeah. Hulk Hogan can't excuse that. Jeff Hardy can't excuse that. Uh, Chris Benoit can't excuse that. I can't. mean, unfortunately, like, no, it, it sucks. There's no, there's like, no, that's why every time I see Chris Benoit, every time I see Benoit training, I just, I exit the conversation. Yep. Nope. Mm -mm, not yeah. doing that. Not doing this discourse today. Nope. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to make me a bologna sandwich. Nope. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm with it. Trust me. You got to Like, I understand people saying, hey, you, you should try to separate the two. But sometimes it's just bigger than wrestling. I'm not trying mm, to separate the two. I'm not. Like, um, bro, you, you literally changed my whole view of wrestling for a long ass time. Yeah. So it's like, no, I'm good on that. Y'all can y'all can do whatever y'all want. I'm not trying. Yeah. We're not here to try to convince you to change your opinions on people. But it's just like at the same time, y'all can do whatever the fuck y'all want. But I just yeah. I know I, at the end of the day, it's fuck Benoit, fuck Hogan. yeah, dude. And that's why like, look, here, there's so. no there's no denying their skills and their accomplishments. Just like for me, as somebody who was not a fan of Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, like Ric Flair, there's no denying that they were fucking one of the very best. I just personally didn't care for that. I always right. liked watching, like, to me, I always cared about the guys who weren't always perceived as the top stars because I want to see them get to the finish line. That's kind of where I always fit in. You know, it's like when Jeff Hardy versus Undertaker and the ladder match for the, the Undisputed Championship, right? Like, right. I, I loved Undertaker as, as big evil, dead man walking, all this bullshit. But I really want to see Jeff Hardy win because that would have been cool as hell. You know, so, like, there's just certain, I've always cared a little bit differently about you know, I'm not always eye to eye with people on that stuff, but um, yeah, fucking, can I sit here and deny how good Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair and Bret Hart were? No, they were absolutely incredible. I felt like Owen Hart was the better of the two, you know? Some people don't like that, but I just kind of always felt that way. That's just kind of the way I saw wrestling. So my Mount Rushmore is always going to fucking change, but I don't think you can take off the Rock Stone Cold or John Cena. Nah, I think, that's the I think they're behind wrestling too. It's yeah. subjective as hell. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, you're not going to have people agree. That's the beauty behind life in general. Yeah. Everybody is not going to agree on everything. And if, if I had we, it my way, by the way, if I had it my way, Carmelo Hayes, MJF, uh, I'm very, very high on Carmelo Hayes. I think this guy has, he's going to he be got so much. Him upside. and Braun Breaker are going to be the next Randy Orton and John Cena. Like, they're going to be the top two guys. Um, but, like, I look at guys like that, MJF, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. Wardlow, I look at uh, I, I look at that kid uh in NXT Diamond Mine, the Creed brothers. Like oh, the I look brothers, at these, yeah. oh my god, I look at these guys. I'm like the the future of wrestling looks bright. In my in my own perspective, the Mount Rushmore is definitely celebrating the past of wrestling, but I like to look to the future of wrestling. Right. Whereas back in the day, I didn't really care for the future of wrestling because companies really weren't getting us excited about the future. They're always pushing the old ass fucking wrestlers. I didn't right. like that. 
So now it's like, okay, cool. We got Braun Breaker. We got this person. We got Wardlow. We got MJF. We got, I mean, Sammy Guevara. We got, we got a lot of talent. Darby Allen. I love seeing the future of wrestling. And I think that's also why it kind of goes back to where I lose my disconnect with AEW because it's like you're pushing Moxley and CM Punk. Dude, I've been, I watched that shit fucking seven years ago in WWE. Like, <laughs> and it was okay then. Yeah, like I don't really care about it in 2022, but everybody has their own opinion. I don't knock it. But yeah, yeah. Mount Rushmore, fuck that shit, dude. Who gives a shit? <laughs> right. Beep, uh, beep, beep. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yeah, you're going to have to censor a lot of this, dude. Oh, no, they, are, they are all right. They are all right. So, uh, but uh, where can people find you on social media? Because I, I actually saw your, your announcement. I'm actually going to rewatch it again because yeah. right before we got on, I was in the middle of watching it and I was like, I'll, I'll wait till we're done recording and I'll watch it back. But you wanted to tell people a little bit about your announcement? Yeah. So I made an announcement. So I signed, obviously, a deal with Twitch earlier this year. Uh, to take my live review show exclusively to uh, their platform. Amazon was great, man. Loved it. Um, I chose because I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary as a full-time content creator. I want to triple down on my content. So not just news videos. I want to create a plethora of short videos, live streams. Um, I launched a new talk show called The Slam. My camera just died because it overheats. Fucking oh, terrible. It's all right. But uh, yeah, no, I'm just doing some really cool shit with a casual wrestling talk and uh, I'm coming back home, bro. Uh, that's, that's what the announcement is. I'm super excited about it. The channel is growing like crazy. Uh, it's doing very well. And uh, I just want to make sure I'm committed to what I'm doing and I love what I do. So time to have more fun, double down and uh, yeah. Hey, but uh, where can people find you on social media? I can't, I, me personally, I can't wait to see what you do because I, like I said, I don't listen to a lot of creators because yeah. sometimes we either say the same shit or I just like, you're over the top. Like yeah. you got a million, you probably got a lot of people who know, who know what, who uh, a JD from NY is. I, I like, I think last night I actually sat down to probably watch one of his videos and I was like, Oh, okay, this still isn't for me, so I'm going to move on. Yeah, I mean, look, man, everybody's going to have their own style. Honestly, I think everybody's going to have their own style. And I think, um, you know, and I'll mention with JD, I've had nothing but cool experiences with the dude. You know, we've we've met up, you know, in different events and stuff like that. And everybody's going to have their own style. Everybody's going to like their own thing. I think uh, the most important thing when it comes to wrestling or Twitter or YouTube or any of this stuff really is just like, you know, have your own style. Enjoy what you enjoy. That's it. I, I don't watch content creators mainly because I like to focus on my own content. I like to sway, come up with my own feelings and my own opinions. I don't like to have outside influence. So me personally, I, I choose not to watch other people. Um, but at the same time, too, if somebody watches my content, they're like, oh, well, wrestle talk is funnier. Or culture, what culture is funnier? Or JD is more passionate than you or this and that. It's like, cool, man. Like, do you? I, 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 I would I would prefer that you go through multiple avenues. I think that's healthy. I think yeah. especially when you're talking about opinions, I think you should hear more opinions. Um, but I'm not going to change who I am for you to, to subscribe to me. You either like me or you don't. You know, exactly. I've always kind of been that way. That's why I, I kind of try not to push like subscribe. I'm like, hey, if you, if you fuck with me, let's do it. Yeah. If you don't, it is what it is. But where can people find you on social media? If they oh, yeah. Back to that. Yeah, uh, social media. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, Pure Volume, Netscape, LimeWire. No, I don't know. Uh, no, Twitter at the official Ango, Instagram and TikTok, Ango Clips. And then uh, I just launched my new website, uh, Ango.live. So 
Uh, you can see all my content on there, merchandise, newsletter. You can donate. You can do all this cool stuff, business inquiries. Um, so I just recommend people go to www.ango.live because uh, all Cop my content merch. Up there. Slam is the one of the shirts that I see on there. I might end up copying one of these shirts. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, bro. The Slam is like, I, I wish I can tell everybody more about it, but it's a wrestling talk show unlike anything else before. And uh, I'm super excited about it. It's not yeah. a typical review oh, you got show. A whole lot of yeah. merch on here. I'm gonna have to really, really, really cop some of this merch. It, yeah, it, that's what I try to do. I try to try to support because I'm still trying to get that Chris Dinker, uh, Chris Danger logo jacket. But he, so ain't trying to, he ain't trying to. He ain't, he ain't trying to drop the information yet. So until he so, do, yeah, it is what it is though. But uh, once again, I appreciate you for joining me officially, brother. Like I, I, I try to, like I said, it was, it was a pleasure as always to hear the, to chat with you. And if you haven't already, if you want to follow, follow the brand itself, the Gresh Unleashed podcast, but you can literally go to at Gresh Unleashed everywhere you listen to your podcast. If you want to hit that subscribe, give us some star ratings if you want to, because hey, that helps push us up for people, more people to hear uh, yours truly, your, and as well as the queen of rebels on a regular basis and as far as me personally you can follow me at josh gresham org that is on twitter instagram at joshua gresham org on facebook because someone has josh gresham org for some reason or i probably butchered it i don't know but you can follow me there as well and more content on the way on the main youtube channel as always make sure you keep it locked with angle as well Make sure you guys stay safe out here in the world of unknown. But as your as your favorite voice that does the most, I have to remind you of the one known, and that is you are appreciated, especially by me. And remember to always eat, sleep, flex, and repeat. We out. Be breezy.